It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All good Tuesday afternoon. Are you ready to go? Let's go. Let's go. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We know that. Hope you're having a solid one today. Thanks for checking in with us. Fox Sports Rapid City. We're live. The Nate Brown Show back. South Dakota Sports Talk Show from our downtown studio here on Fox Sports Rapid City. 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Also there on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Follow the show. If you listen on the radio, say, hey, you can catch us on your phone anywhere. At Nate Brown Show, live weekdays 4 to 6. And also on YouTube, bring us up. The Nate Brown Show. The Tuesday edition is packed. Really good guests. A former Notre Dame wide receiver played for Brian Kelly there and was a big part of that program. He's going to join us coming up. Let's get to it. It's all brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care. They want you to know they're committed to providing exceptional care for the community. Two locations, Black Hills Urgent Care, where you want to get in and start feeling better quicker. Haynes Avenue, uh, we just went there, got flu shots. Just went there, got the flu shots at Haynes Avenue. They're also on the west side, Mountain View Road, Bacon Park. Black Hills Urgent Care, they're open seven days a week for you, convenient and uh, physician-owned. If you need care, avoid the wait, schedule online on your phone, bhucare.com. Remember that, bhucare.com with the letter U. Black Hills Urgent Care is the faster way to get better. We're out of the gate on a Tuesday. I told you, former Notre Dame wide receiver, I think it's a lucky uh, deal today because I wanted to get inside that program. He played for Brian Kelly his whole career there. Um, just graduated, was a graduate, uh, senior, and uh, had a great career. Was initially a walk-on, and then a big part of that program, Chris Fink, wide receiver uh, for Notre Dame. Chris Fink's going to join us live uh, straight ahead. So we'll talk Brian Kelly and, and a lot more. Chris Fink, former Irish wide receiver. He's on tap live. We are going to go to Baton Rouge. I got our guy Jordy Collada covers LSU. Baton Rouge, Jordy Collada show live straight ahead. Oh, man, we're going to go down. We're going to dig deep today. We're going to dig deep. Also, NFL writer Frank Schwab drops by Yahoo Sports. They just put out their power ratings for NFL teams. It's really interesting. It's it's not an easy one at all to figure out who's on top, who's where. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, he's on tap. Major League Baseball writer, um, he was the baseball writer's president and all-timer. Covers the Rockies extensively. Tracy Ringlesby, Major League Baseball writer inside the seams. Tracy Ringlesby, a part of the Rockies broadcast over the years as well. He's on tap. And out East River, we'll go to Sioux Falls tonight. Matt Zimmer covering the Jackrabbits as they continue their FCS playoff run. Jackrabbit beat writer for the Argus leader, Sioux Falls, Matt Zimmer. And a side story, um, a South Dakota kid decommits from Nebraska baseball. Okay, he's going to be a Nebraska baseball player. You, you maybe have heard of this kid. Great high school athlete, Chase Mason, Viber Hurley. Chase Mason, great football player, great baseball player. Post-22 played against him in the summer. 
Chase Mason was going to go be a Husker baseball player for that good program, and now he's going to be a South Dakota State Jackrabbit football player. He just made his commitment. Um, he's going to transfer and transfer out of the sport and play football for the Jacks. Matt Zimmer uh, with Reaction Live from Sioux Falls. So we got it locked and loaded on a Tuesday. Remember, be a part of the program. Contribute there on the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line Live. The number for you, 720-1067. I invite you in. The Barons-Wilson text line ready to go. Up and rolling, 720-1067. Direct text the show. Listener text line, the Barons-Wilson text line for you, 720-1067. Okay. So we thought yesterday was big, right? Lincoln Riley going uh, to USC, and that is, that is. And then I said during the show, maybe you listen to this opening monologue or, or the first hour, I said I was seeing stuff later yesterday afternoon as I was kind of in the middle of the show saying Brian Kelly is being um, rumored to be the LSU on the LSU radar on that search and, and LSU making a big play to try and get Notre Dame's Brian Kelly. And I said that during the show. I said, man, that, that surprises me. It's just something that caught me off guard. And by the way, I believe it caught a lot of folks off guard, namely the Notre Dame players who also <laughs> who also found out kind of when I did right here in Rapid City. I'm in Rapid City, South Dakota, and I find out uh, Brian Kelly could, could be on the verge of moving to LSU basically the same time the Notre Dame players find out. Now, blame who you want on that. You know, people say, how does that get out? It gets out because people that are in the know that think they're in the know. Okay, I know this. And it goes one by one, an agent here, a, a contact there, and it's out. It's over. In today's culture, in today's social media world, the, the, that was why it was amazing. Lincoln Riley, USC, was pretty secretive, pretty secretive, because Brian Kelly, Notre Dame coach, didn't even have time to meet with the team, talk with the team, none of it. It's a done deal. We find out about it in the middle of the show here that it was kind of moving that way. And now it's a done deal. Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame and going to LSU. Okay, you've heard people discuss the situation today on Fox Sports Rapid City. I'm going to throw out a question of the day for you. Okay? I'm going to throw this out for you. What do you think of Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame abruptly before the potential college football playoff scenario plays out? This is why this deal is different today. Now, I'm a Notre Dame fan. If you don't know my history here, I grew up not liking Notre Dame. I grew up, uh, maybe you want to call me a Notre Dame hater. They're on NBC. I want them to lose the, the whole thing. I was not a Notre Dame fan. A friend of mine goes to Notre Dame. I go back there and visit my friend, and I get um, just swallowed up in the tradition, the campus, the camaraderie. The, it's, it's a special place. It's a special place. And I get caught up in it, and I start following Notre Dame closely. I start becoming a fan. I like how they run things at Notre Dame. I love the, the school, the program. Then we have a local kid here go to Notre Dame. I'm following it even more. I've got friends there. So I've turned into this Notre Dame fan, okay, Notre Dame fan. I have never been a huge fan of Brian Kelly. Not a, not a huge fan. Um, just kind of bristle. Just just kind of, you know, one of those guys. Not not a guy that you 
Oh, I love Brian Kelly. Great personality, funny guy. Oh, he's he's he's, he's a tough cookie. Tough cookie. Tough personality. Has a has a big ego, as many coaches do. Right. I did not like Brian Kelly. I was just always. Is Brian Kelly the guy that that I really think should be the face of Notre Dame and the leader of Notre Dame? Well, he's done a pretty fine job, I will say. He's done a pretty fine job until this mistake right now. And he doesn't care, right? He doesn't care. He's got it locked and loaded. LSU, see ya. The report out of Notre Dame today, he had a 7 a.m. meeting with the team, and it lasted two minutes. It lasted two minutes. No questions from the players. I don't know what was said. I mean, it's a pretty quick uh, uh, pep talk there. And lasted two minutes. Brian Kelly, hey, I'm out, and I'm literally out. See ya. And uh, this is the scenario that's different than Lincoln Riley. It is. It is. This is different than many of the coaching changes we've seen in college football. It really is. Why? What are we supposed to care about in college football these days? What are we supposed to care about? No, you guys don't care about the bowl games. And we know that because the players don't care about the bowl games half the time. They they pull out of the bowl games, and, and I'm out. I'm going to bail on the team, and uh, I'm worried about my future here. I don't want to play in this meaningless bowl game. So we don't, we don't care about that. Some of the regular season, well, you know, it's, it's just about what? What is it about? The college football playoff. That's what we care about in college football. That's what we're told is the end-all, be-all, is the college football playoff. And I'm here to tell you, Notre Dame tonight, when it's announced, is on the cusp of that, a one-loss team. You see how things roll this weekend in the conference championships, and they might be a college football playoff team. And we've never seen it when you're going to potentially still have your eyes on a national title that a coach heads out today. The coach is gone today. The players are going to put on a tough front. Hey, this is okay. It's fine. Hey, this, this, this. The program is going every which way. It's in disarray. You don't know if you're going to have the offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, plugged in. You don't know if you're going to have Marcus Freeman, the D coordinator, plugged in. The whole thing is in disarray, and I haven't seen it like this. Because people are going to say, Nate, don't don't go uh, too crazy today. Coaches leave all the time. Right? That's, that's a coaches leave all the time. And then here's the other excuse. This early recruiting period, this early uh, signing period for the recruits, that's the problem. December 15th, you got to have all your guys in. you got to get guys in there. So you can't be messing around with the program that you were with and the players were dedicated to and the players striving for a national title. That's what you're supposed to care about. And Brian Kelly's saying his brand at Notre Dame was fairly strong, and I believe his brand will take a hit from this. His pocketbook takes a big plus. That's an A-plus pocketbook, right? His brand as a college football coach, I mean, you're going to remember this scenario. Folks at Notre Dame are going to remember this scenario. He's the all-time winningest coach at Notre Dame. How about that? And I believe people are going to remember this scenario, especially if things don't go how we think they may go this weekend. That means What if Notre Dame gets selected for the college football playoff? Can you buy that? Can you believe that? 
I ask you, what do you think of Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame before they potential college football playoff before they even find out if they're still in the hunt basically for a national title which they are which they are and that's why this one today is different this is different today because people say well if you bag on brian kelly you got to bag on lincoln riley not the case not the case i don't like the scenario anyway i told you that yesterday on the show i don't love the scenario of coaches going every which way before the season's decided I, I, I hate it. It happens all the time. We haven't seen it like this. Brian Kelly's out, and the players are still going for a national championship, which is supposed to what we're supposed to care about. That's it. That's all that's left in college football. Bowl games aren't left. We don't care about those. It's the hunt for the national title in the playoff. And now Brian Kelly's saying we don't care about that. I have a problem with it. Thanks for calling. You're live today, and you go ahead. Show me the money. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it is. That's what that's it is, what it right? And I used to, I used to stand like you did, but now I'm to the point. It doesn't even really bother me anymore. And it's, it's a college problem. Why don't they just wait and say you can't do any of this until the season is done? That's a very good point. Some some people I would mean, tell you, now, oh guys, don't don't be naive. You can't you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, you can. You can. Gonna, they just why don't. Can't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could they could wait. I mean, it. I mean, it's not Notre Dame's problem that USC sucks. I mean, and that's what that's what it boils down. These teams that aren't any good this year now they went out and got right, the coaches right. they want. And I, I don't know. I just you know, and the reason Notre Dame he couldn't talk to his players, they didn't want him recruiting his players because of the transfer portal. Well, that's part of take, it. That's part of he it. He could take his players. Yeah. So I mean, I just, I've just lost faith in the system. Because there's there's no loyalty anymore. Okay, so they're, they're what, just all gone. What what do you what do you think of it? You don't like it, but it just no, is what I'm, it is. That, it is what it is now. I mean, it's hard to argue. I mean, the money they're throwing at these guys, holy cats! <laughs> I mean, I'm a loyal person. But I'm telling you what, I I think long and hard. Okay, I you know? I got you on it, and that's legitimate. That really is. So, Would we all do that? Would we all so be all? Brian Kelly? Would we? <laughs> If you're if you're being honest with yourself, you, you you can't tell me you wouldn't think about it. Yep. So, I like I said, you. I just don't like that they could do it while the while the season's still going on. If yeah. they want to curb this, then you do it when the season's done. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate right. it. That's, that's he makes uh, the the greatest point today that I wanted to get across. Because I just heard Doug Gottlieb talking about it. He knows all about college sports. I've had Doug on the show a lot. Doug's good. Love Doug. Knows a lot about college sports. He said, these coaches can't wait. They can't wait. It's the early signing periods less than a month away. It's 16 days away. They can't wait. What are you talking about? The system needs to change from the NCAA. The NCAA is big and tough most of the time, right, on the players. They've been tough on players and programs for a long time. Violation here, a violation there. Boy, they, they've got all sorts of rules and regulations with players um, and accountability. And the NCAA has zero when it comes to the coaches changing. And you and say, well, they can't do that. I always people say that. Well, they can't. They can't do that. That's the free market. It's just. It's just what it is. Let me ask you something. Do you know the date that the NFL sets with coaches that are in the playoffs that can't get hired? Do you know that date? Okay, coaches that are on teams that are in the playoffs 
a.k.a. the Chiefs or whoever, Eric Bieniemy, right? He's been a hot name over the uh, last few years. Do you understand that those coaches cannot get hired, cannot even go through the process until when? January 25th. If your team is in the hunt for the playoffs, you got to wait till basically Super Bowl week. End of story. So we can't keep on, well, you just can't do that. that that's just not going to work. That, that's not how well, the NFL has rules. It's, it's the hiring practices. It's the hiring practices. Guess what? Everybody's on this level playing field. Everybody's <laughs> they're, they're on the same wavelength. Every NFL team cannot poach from a, uh, another team. Hey, we stink, so we want to go get the enemy or whoever it is next. You can't do it. January 25th, end of story. Here in college, it's an absolute free-for-all. And then it puts situations like this. Here it is. Are you trying to tell me now Notre Dame may get in the playoff and their coach is bailing what do you think is going to happen when we go to 12 teams in the playoff? How many more coaches are going to bail on teams that are trying to win in the playoff? The playoff is what matters in college football. We're going to go from four, maybe to 12 teams. So you're trying to tell me, wow, I want to know how many coaches are then going to bail on their teams. When we're at 12, we already have a Brian Kelly situation. First time I've ever seen it. But now it's set the table. It sets the scene, and now you're going to have 12 teams in the playoff. Oh, we're striving for a national championship. Unless our coach bails. It's a mess, and the precedent was just set. It was just set. I'm going to tell you, I'm not buying, oh, you can't do it, you can't. Get the rules in place. The NCAA has a lot of rules. They've had a lot of rules. They don't have any rules here. Nothing. And it's very easy, very easy to do. The early recruiting, the this and that, I haven't been a fan of that for a while. I haven't liked that anyway. you got December 15th. It's, it's, a, it's a mess right now for programs. They're trying to get ready for bowl games. And one more thing. Let me add this. Everyone says, well, Brian Kelly, you know, he had to do it. He had to do it. Um, Florida, the Gators, just hired Billy Napier. Not as big a name. Billy Napier, going to be the head coach of the Florida Gators. That's a big program, SEC. Guess what Billy Napier's going to do? Guess what he's going to do this week? He's already hired. He was hired Sunday. Guess what Billy's going to do? Finish out coaching in the conference championship in the Sun Belt with Louisiana Lafayette. So Billy Napier's okay. He has to get going with Florida, too. He's got to get the Gators going. Come on, he can't fall behind. He's going to finish out the conference championship because he said, I'm in it. These guys have worked hard. The goal is a conference championship, okay? And we're going to try and get this thing done this week. So Billy Napier's doing double duty. That's, that's just Billy. Louisiana Lafayette, that, that's just Billy. And Brian Kelly, his team in a national championship hunt, not able to stick around even to find out tonight from the committee where Notre Dame may be in case somebody falls this weekend, like Alabama, like Oklahoma State. And I'll tell you, Notre Dame on the verge of being in there. 
Wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, no Brian Kelly. It's a mess. I don't know if they're going to get there anyway. I really don't. Um, let's come back with Jordy Collada. He is in Baton Rouge. Well, they got their guy. I want to know what he thinks. He covers LSU. He's covered the Tigers for a long time. Jordy Collada live from oh Baton Rouge. The Jordy Collada Show. He's next. Your sports. Your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BarganBarnTire.com. All right, sports fans, it's finally here. Sports betting is legal in South Dakota, and the place to do it in Deadwood is Tin Lizzie Sportsbook with BetMGM. Whether it's a college football Saturday or an NFL Sunday, BetMGM and Tin Lizzie are taking your bets. Check out the brand-new sportsbook at Tin Lizzie and get the best experience in South Dakota. It's football season, and the official sports betting partner of Fox Sports Rapid City is Tin Lizzie and the BetMGM Sportsbook. Purchase your dream vehicle now and wait until next year to make a payment? With Black Hills Federal Credit Union's 90-day no-pay special, it's possible. Through December 31st, make no payment for the first 90 days, plus cash in on low vehicle rates. Ask your dealer about BHFCU financing or get pre-approved today. Apply at BHFCU.com or text or call 605-718-1818. Offer subject to approval. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and NCUA-insured. Denny Menhold Rapid Chevrolet buys cars. You heard that right. We don't just sell cars, we buy them too. And what we really want is your certifiable vehicle. So if you drive a 16 or newer Chevy, GMC, Buick, or Cadillac with under 75,000 miles, we're ready to pay top dollar and want to talk to you. We make cash offers every day on all makes and models of local cars, trucks, and SUVs. No obligation appraisals, and it's fast and free. Stop by Denny Menhold Rapid Chevrolet or save time and start by visiting our website at rapidchevrolet.com. Hi, this is Jeremy with Gary's Cakes and Donuts, inviting you to kickstart your morning by dropping by and grabbing some fresh donuts. I want to thank you for voting us the best in the Black Hills. We're up early making your favorite donuts, so stop by and bring some to the office. Everybody loves Gary's Cakes and Donuts, and we love you, so stop by, get a great selection, and brighten up your day. Serving Rapid City for over 40 years, Gary's Cakes and Donuts at 109 East Omaha, and remember to like Gary's on Facebook for some great giveaways. The South Dakota Lottery knows you're getting flooded with over-the-top holiday shopping ads. So we'll just give you a subtle reminder that our holiday scratch tickets are easy, affordable, and jolly good fun for everyone on your list. So, if it crosses your mind, give holiday scratch tickets from the South Dakota Lottery this year. Everyone gets scratch tickets. Good fun. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. We are back. 
are live on a Tuesday packed show tonight. Coming up, former Notre Dame wide receiver Chris Fink. Great career at Notre Dame, played for Brian Kelly there. His reaction to the big news, Brian Kelly is out. He's on his way to LSU. Former Irish wide receiver Chris Fink, one of the captains uh, senior year there a couple of years ago. Chris Fink on tap. Um, we got to get Jordy Collado on. Man, we've talked LSU with him, and LSU's in the news today here on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. We know that as they hire Brian Kelly. Jordy Collada on Twitter, at Jordy Collada. You can find him there. Also his site, his show, JordyColladaShow.com. Baton Rouge. Oh, it's going to be rocking, I think. It's going to be rocking. Jordy, thanks for coming on. How are you? Nate, thanks for having me back, man. It's good to be here. I appreciate your time. So um, let's walk through this here. LSU gets Brian Kelly. We'll get to that. Um, but I want to go back here. LSU, who did they really want? Lincoln Riley? And uh, how do you think this all played out? Yeah, look, I don't know if we'll ever know the exact facts. I think if you put the puzzle pieces together, LSU was really shooting for Jimbo Fisher first. I think it got to a point where Jimbo and Scott Woodward, you know, they they, they probably met a couple of times, and it was it was agreed that they were both going to go separate ways. And when LSU saw that Lincoln Riley was on the market, there was – you know, claims that there was a, a plane ready to go to Norman, Oklahoma last week from Baton Rouge that, you know, wanted to, uh, you know, talk about the possibility. But that, that, that meeting ultimately never happened, according to the, the people that, that we're talking to that are pretty close to the situation. And, you know, Brian Kelly's name is one that came up early on in the process. It's one that Scott Woodward called and got some information on. And, you know, I think that Brian Kelly gave him a, a kind of a soft no um, and and once Woodward kind of swung and missed a couple of times on Jimbo, uh, he went back around to Kelly and you know ultimately gave him a deal. I think that he just couldn't say no to. Um, and you know from where LSU is in, in trying to you know regain that consistent winning um, at at the top of the mountain and where Brian Kelly is at 60 years old and. You know, looking to win a couple of championships before he ultimately, you know, calls it a day. I think it's a it, it, it's a perfect union at the perfect time. Okay, so so there's your reaction to the Kelly hire. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about everybody talking about this, Jordy. You live down there. You know LSU. You know the whole thing. Coach O, man, people love the personality. He, he was he was the life of the party. He was he was the guy. It, it soured even after winning a national championship. Now, I'm going to tell you, Brian Kelly. I've been back there. I know people at Notre Dame. A um, little bristly, um, you know, kind of one of those guys. It's it's the polar opposite of of Coach O and and the personality. What about the fit? That's what everybody's wondering. Well, and I think it's it's. It, 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 it's calls for you know for for curiosity when 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 you think about it. But where from LSU's coming from, their last two characters, the last fifteen years around here has been you know filled with characters with you know a guy that was you know eating grass and wore his hat real weird and less miles and turned out was doing some pretty creepy stuff behind the scenes to Ed Osier on a guy that you know would rip off his shirt you know jog down the. The, the levee and the beach and you know just it was it was all kind of things that you it wasn't about football and I think that Brian Kelly kind of resets the LSU football program and kind of brings it back to center around football and his disciplinarian 
is task management, is accountability, is all welcomed right now around LSU football. Things have been all over the place, really, for the last 15, 20 years. I mean, since Nick Saban left, I mean, there's been some highs and there's been some lows. I mean, it's been a roller coaster ride, and I think what Scott Woodward is looking for is stability and consistency, and, you know, Brian Kelly brings that. And, you know, is he going to ruffle some feathers along the way? Probably. You know, his track record says it's going to. But, you know, when Nick Saban showed up here in 1999, the biggest complaint that people had was that they were calling him a jerk. You know, six months later, after the first football season, they were all dressing just like him. They were all wearing mock <laughs> turtlenecks. I mean, it, 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 it'll, it'll, it'll pass if, if, if he wins. And, you know, I mean, I, I was kind of somebody on the front end of this that saying was, was curious about the fit because of that. And then I thought back to that time. And, you know, football coaches aren't supposed to win popularity contests. And, and when, when I think of you know, the, the, the CEO-type roles within football. And, you know, I, I believe this and thought this before, uh, you know, before, before yesterday, before Brian Kelly was announced at LSU. I, I think of, like, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, and I thought of Brian Kelly in that class, not the championship level and to Belichick and Saban standard, but just the guy that treats it like a business. He runs it like a Fortune 500 company. And that's what LSU football is. I mean, it, it, it makes – a hundred million dollars a year, and uh, it needs to be run uh, just like that. And I think Brian Kelly brings that, and you know, I think that's welcomed actually down here, rather than uh, the possibility of being intimidated by it. A couple more for Jordy Colada. I'll let him run. He's live in Baton Rouge, talking LSU. JordyColadaShow dot com. What's the biggest need there from a roster standpoint? Um, LSU football, get us plugged in. What's uh, what's the? It's not a rebuild, so what's in front of Brian Kelly here? He needs offensive linemen first and foremost, and he's a really good developer of offensive line and a good, really good evaluator of that position. And LSU just needs bodies. He's going to have to raid the transfer portal. He's going to have to make sure and secure this class of 2022, which is phenomenal inside the state. They've got the number one quarterback in the country. They've got the number one left tackle in the country. They've got the number one safety in the country, all down here in Louisiana right now. So, um, you know, this class is monumental for Brian Kelly to be able to secure and, and get these guys sewn up before, you know, this early signing day coming up here in just a couple of weeks. So, you know, offensive linemen would be the, the dire concern, Nate. I mean, there is, uh, if you watch LSU play, you know, over the last couple of weeks, it's easy to see that they just, they're having a tough time protecting. They're having a tough time rolling bodies out there that they can really trust. Uh, so, you know, first and foremost, he needs to go get those guys um, and, and, and see if he can't build some depth on this roster at some key positions and offensive line being the first. What's the real story on the money? It's a lot, a lot of it's flowing around here. Um, 95 yeah. million is the deal, but people are saying, oh, oh there's more to it than that. It's going to be upwards of 15 million a year. Where, where do we, where do we sit well, here? Well, incentives, I think when you look at incentives and possibilities, I think that the thing could be bloated up to a, a really you know, nice chunk of change when you're talking about uh, yearly salary. But here's the deal, Nate. This this negotiation with Scott Woodward being the athletics director at LSU, it began, and nobody will tell you this, and this stuff's all off the record because, you know, I mean, it, 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 this 
this was something that was that 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 the the, the boosters wanted, the money wanted, and Scott Woodward wanted to make sure that it was right before he got there and. He wanted to make sure that he had a war chest and that he had money that he could go out and he could attract the top-tier coaches. If he had to get out of some contracts that were put together before he got there, he would have to do that. Um, but he needed the money. He needed it secure. And, you know, I think that he has gotten uh, – he got that green light. And uh, I think you're seeing a lot of that come to, to, to pass. And, you know, Kim Mulkey getting, you know, a lot of money to come over here Jay Johnson, the LSU baseball coach that he hired in the offseason, who he paid, and now he's, you know, really making a run at Brian Kelly and and showing him financially that LSU is committed. And you know, I think that um, you know Scott Woodward, that that's what he does best. The athletics director down here, he's a money, he's a money raiser. He is a guy that can go out and raise funds and use his connections and his relationships to to get into conversations that are you know real big money down here and and guys that care about LSU football. So. Uh, it's it's a big day, and 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 the money is going to move the market for sure. And uh, I think that's that's the way that Scott Woodward looks at the that that position, looks at the LSU job. I, I threw out a poll question. I want a quick one from you. My poll question is: Who has the best season next year when the dust settles? LSU, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, or USC? Who are you taking? That's a great. Yeah, that's a great question, and, and it'll be anxious to see what happens with Caleb Williams, the quarterback at, at, at Oklahoma, because that'll really dictate kind of you know what their success looks like. I think Lincoln Riley will be a success in in the Pac-12. Uh, you know, it'll be anxious to see what happens at Notre Dame. I, look, I think that Brian Kelly's got a real opportunity here, and like I said, he's got he, he's got to rebuild some spots on the on the roster that are going to be you know pretty pretty tough you know to come to compete for for titles next year. But I, I think that you'll see. His 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 implementation and his style and his discipline on this team and on this roster, and they'll have a chance to win some games. But you know, to answer your question, uh, it's probably Oklahoma. Oklahoma's got the better roster, and you know, as of right now, they're scheduled to play in the Big Twelve. But right. I don't think that that happens. I think that they'll you know they'll probably be in the SEC. But mm. uh, that changes you know, that. I, I wonder. <laughs> that changes uh, the, that. Yeah, that changes the yeah, result does. there. It would change that. It would change that tremendously. Fifteen uh, percent of my audience is saying LSU has the best season out of those four. Just fifteen percent. Forty-two percent saying yeah. Notre Dame. Um, I don't know about that one either. Jordy Collada on tonight. Baton Rouge live. JordyColladaShow.com. Find him on Twitter at Jordy Collada. Um, he's going on tonight down there. Jordy, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're the best, man. Thanks. Appreciate the time. Uh, live from Baton Rouge there, Jordy Collada. JordyColladaShow.com. Um, it's covered LSU for a long time. Really plugged in. That's good stuff. There, he, he's happy. Jordy Collada said he's happy with the business side approach that Brian Kelly brings, the evaluation side. He's the CEO. He's going to run this thing serious. It's not a, you know, go Tigers, yeah, and have fun. You know, Coach O and a personality and the whole thing. And, you know, that's, it's, it's a big difference. Big difference. That's what people are talking about. Well, is Brian Kelly going to fit in down there? And um, That'll be interesting to watch. It really will. And I'm even more interested in, can Brian Kelly, everybody says, oh, once he gets down there, then he can get anybody. He couldn't get anybody at Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Um down there, he can get anybody. And, uh, yeah, he's got to play a lot of really, really good teams, too. A lot of really, really good teams. 
Um, Jordy Collada on tonight. And now we go to the Notre Dame side. I want reaction from a guy. How about this? Lucky to get him. He played for Coach Kelly. Was right in there with him on the offensive side of the ball. Starting wide receiver, a captain his senior year. Former Irish wide receiver Chris Fink on his reaction to Brian Kelly leaving and what's next for Notre Dame. Chris Fink live next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City.com and live on 1067 FM and eleven fifty AM Fox Sports Rapid City. I'm with Brian from Anytime Auto Sales Service in Detail. You've added another new product to your arsenal. The Braxton Creek Bushwhackers are back in stock, and it's been a long wait, so hurry in before they're gone again. I tell you, these little rascals got so many options for their size, it's unreal. Amazing little units, complete with kitchen, sink, cooktop, cooler, memory foam mattress, even a built-in furnace and air conditioning system. It really is incredible all the amenities these teardrops have, folks. To have their own heating and cooling system in a unit this size, you got to be kidding. Unbelievable. Totally self-contained off-road suspension campers with their own battery power and propane tank, and they're solar ready too. They even have a built-in stereo and come pre-wired for TV. With over 2 million acres just minutes away, it's time for adventure junkies to head for the hills. Hey, there's no better way to disappear for a while in one of these little campers, people. You just gotta see these bushwhacker teardrops. Now at Anytime Auto Sales. See anytimeanytime.com and as always at the corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. Black Hills Community Bank wants you to know that now may be the best time to refinance, purchase, or even build a brand new home. With rates this low, Black Hills Community Bank is well positioned to be your local partner. They are your home loans bank with local originators, underwriting, processing, and closings. They challenge themselves to close every loan on time. This may be the time to think about home ownership or refinancing. With Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish. Online at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC equal housing lender. Hi, this is Rihanna Wicked at Elevate Performance. We are currently accepting new patients in need of physical therapy, and we want to show you the Elevate difference. At Elevate Performance, you have our guarantee of receiving one-on-one, high-quality care with a doctor of physical therapy. At Elevate, it's personal, and we are ready to be your partner in empowering you to live a healthy life pain-free. Remember, you have a choice for physical therapy in Rapid City, and we want you to experience the Elevate difference. We are currently accepting new patients. Just visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Hey, Black Hills, Boss Pizza and Chicken is now bringing you the best new sports bar in Rapid City. Grab your crew and check out the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on North Lacrosse Street. Same great pizza, chicken, and food you love from Boss, and now a full-service bar with beer, wine, and liquor. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar is a newly remodeled sports bar with TVs all around and a sports ticker dedicated to local and regional sports. This is the place for sports fans in the Black Hills. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar in North Lacrosse and Rapid City. They're open early and open really late. Also with delivery at Boss Pizza chicken.com hi it's colin cowart great to be in the black hills getting the herd weekdays 10 to 1 on 1067 fm and 11 50 a.m fox sports rapid city
Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show. We're live here, Fox Sports Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show plugged in and rolling. A lot of great guests tonight. Coming up, Frank Schwab joins us, national NFL writer, Yahoo Sports. Frank Schwab in tonight. Major League Baseball Hall of Fame writer Tracy Ringlesby joining us live as well. Major League Baseball, the on the verge of a lockout tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. All these deals getting signed. I mean, it's just off the charts. Jam-packed tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. Well, I watched this guy play, man. He was a gamer. He was a gamer. Great special teamer, great return guy, great wide receiver. A captain his senior year for the Irish. Former Notre Dame wide receiver Chris Fink. Slippery Fox, you know that's what they call him, right? That's where you'll find him on Twitter, too. I just uh, got that going. Slippery Fox 10, that's the number. Chris Fink joins us on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. An interesting time right now for Notre Dame football. Chris, thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, Nate. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm doing well. How are I'm, you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for the time. I'm, I'm going to ask you, um, this whole 24 hours here has been a whirlwind. You uh, had a nice career there, and, and you were a big part of that program and on the offensive side of the ball with Coach Kelly and, and had a lot of history with him. So I'm going to say now that he's uh, you heard that news. When you heard that, what was your uh, instant reaction there? I mean, I knew you guys are all connected with each other, alumni and the whole thing. What was your reaction here over the last 24 hours? Yeah, I mean, when I heard it, I I don't think I believed it. I, uh, my brother said something to me, and then I I told him. I didn't, he said, Brian Kelly at OSU. I said, I don't, I don't think so. I think that's just a rumor. He said, oh, no, 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 check Twitter like it's happening. And then I couldn't get off Twitter for, you know, the whole night. And, um, yeah, just super surprised. Didn't see it coming at all. Um, and I know the whole fan base and everybody is feeling the same. But, um, you know, it's definitely a bummer. I mean, it's crazy because Notre Dame is still in the playoff contention and could possibly win a national championship this year. But um, I think aside from that, I think it, it's a bummer. Um for a few reasons, obviously, because he's a great coach and uh, he's brought Notre Dame a ton of success over his time there and kind of rebuilt the program and brought it back to, you know, the close to where we want to be. But um, I honestly, I'm just hating how much I'm seeing people hating him for mm-hmm. doing this. I mm-hmm. mean, I think it's it's easy when you're, you know, not a part of the uh, the program to, to view it as kind of just a, a – um, you know, he's just kind of a figurehead. You don't think of him as a person. I mean, when you when you played for him for five years and and you know him well, I mean, obviously I didn't want him to leave, and um, obviously people have a right to probably be upset about the way it went down. But um, I mean, he said he wanted a, a new challenge, and um, he had this opportunity, and it's kind of just the way the game is for college football right now. I mean, he probably got offered that job and knew if he didn't take it pretty soon after the offer that it wasn't going to be there anymore. So, you know, that's probably what happened. He took it and then, you know, Twitter got a hold of it and kind of just spiraled out of control. And I think it's a shame that people will probably look back and and remember this with a lot of disdain as opposed to um, thinking of all the good things he did for our program and, uh, you know, realizing that he is a person and he has a right to make his own decisions and, um, you know, he's got a family, and like I said, he's making his own decisions, and he did a lot for for our team. So that, that's how I feel about. It. I, I I love coach. I mean, he 
was really good to me, gave me a chance to walk on, um, gave me a chance once I was a walk-on, I mean, and then ended up giving me a scholarship, let me go to school for free at one of the best schools ever. And um, I just think that a lot of other coaches probably wouldn't have treated me the same way or probably don't treat their walk-ons that way. So um, personally, I really, really like Coach, and I'm obviously disappointed that he's not going to be coaching at let me, let Notre me ask, Dame anymore. Let me ask you this. Chris Finkon, uh, former Notre Dame wide receiver, former captain for the Irish, had a nice career uh, wide receiver for Notre Dame under Brian Kelly. Take us inside the locker room a little bit. I, I heard some of the players now talking about it saying, hey, it, you know, it is what it is, and, and people make decisions. Kind of as you explain, right, and they say, hey, we're, we're going to move forward. We're going we're gonna to keep, keep this thing rolling. Take us inside the locker room, if you could, Chris, thinking if it happened, you're in the playoff hunt. We're going to find out here in the next week if they can get in or not. But they could. And take us inside the locker room. What do you think the players are thinking? Right. Um, that's that's the craziest part about this is the players have more games to play and potentially really important games to play. Um, so I'm sure the guys are upset, and uh, I'm sure they're talking about it. But – I think what will happen is, you know, the, the team can still go on. I mean, we still have all the other coaches and, you know, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. And I think the team is structured in, in such a good way that they won't let this be a distraction. And rather, you know, I think it will be fuel for them and um, probably give a little bit of an edge to them and make them want to succeed, you know, that much more. Uh, so I think that it will be good for the team. I'm hoping they get a chance to get in the playoffs and, and show what they've got. But, um, yeah, definitely got to be a crazy environment in the locker room right now. I'm really glad this didn't happen while I was playing. i got to ask you, what were, what were the qualities you liked about Brian Kelly? You said your story's unique. Chris Fink joins us, former Notre Dame wide receiver here on the Nate Brown Show. You were a walk-on, then a major contributor, going from walk-on at Notre Dame to a captain your senior year and a major contributor uh, at wide receiver. What are the qualities that – people may not know about Brian Kelly. He said, well, how he treated you, but from an offensive side, it, he's, he's pretty engaged from what I can see. And I know he has coordinators, the whole thing. What are the qualities that uh, people should know about Kelly? Um, well, like I said, I mean, he's, he's structured the program in such a good way and built such a strong culture that, um, you know, after following, we had a four and eight season my sophomore year and following that, I mean, he really just, kind of batting down the hatches and looked at every little part of the program that was, um, you know, things why things were going wrong. And um, I think that's just the best quality, I guess I could say, about him is, is that um, leadership and, and rebuilding he had during that time. And he's built the culture to a point where, you know, ever since that 4-8 season we've had – 10 wins every year at least after that. And yeah. um, he's kind of built it to a self-sustaining point. I mean, to the point where players um, who are older, it's so ingrained in them that the younger players show up and they see that on the players even before they have to you know, interact with coaches. So um, I think he's really left Notre Dame better than he found it, and he's left it in a really good place. And I think that um, Notre Dame is poised to continue what Brian Kelly built there and hopefully improve on it. Former Notre Dame wide receiver Chris Fink on the Nate Brown Show. He's on Twitter at SlipperyFox10, his number at Notre Dame. couple more, I'll let him run. Now, you're not too far removed, so you're a young guy, Chris. And um, I want to ask you, 
What do you think the next coach needs to do? What type of coach does Notre Dame need? What type of coach do they need? Well, that's an interesting question because, um, you know, they could go, I guess, a multitude of ways. They could make an internal hire. They could make an external hire. I'm obviously biased with, um, you know, I think Tommy Reese would be a really interesting, good candidate for the job. Um, I don't know. Offensive coordinator. You, you played for him. Why, why do you like Tommy? Well, Tommy, I think he he's obviously done really well with the offense, and um, I think that just players respect him a whole lot. And you know, he's he's young; he's 29, which might be a knock on him at this point, but um, that gives him such an ability to relate to the players. But at the same time, you know, he's able to be uh, stern and and serious when he needs to be. So um, I just think his dynamic with players, along with his Football knowledge and his ability to call an offense are a really, really great combination. I think it'd be super important to keep him in the program if possible. But, um, you know, the assistant coaches are in such a tough spot because basically a head coach comes in and and picks who he wants to be his assistant. So um, depending on who Notre Dame hires, if it's an inside guy, outside guy, I mean, the assistants are going to be looking for new jobs. They don't know if they have a job right now, so it's got to be a stressful time for them as well. Yeah, there's no doubt. I want to ask you this question. This is from 30,000 feet. Um, In the NFL, Chris, you can't hire coaches if they're in contention of the playoffs till after January 25th. If they're on a team and they're in contention with the playoffs, you can't do it. That's the rule. Do we need to look at that in college? Then you wouldn't have uh, situations like this. Yeah, I just had this thought today. I think that'd be a really good idea. I mean, just like you said, we wouldn't have situations like this and um, with Lincoln Riley just doing it with Oklahoma and USC, too. I mean, um, I don't think it would really harm them to just tell schools they got to wait till after the season to make a hire. Um, I guess the only problem would be teams want to have a new coach immediately so that once the spring semester gets started, which is pretty much right when school starts early January, um, they want to have somebody in place. So. Yeah, there'd be a tight window there, but I mean, I think it'd be, I think it'd be something worth looking into because um, obviously, no one's really happy with um, the way this went down. I'm sure Oklahoma fans don't feel good about their situation either. No, it's very tough. By the way, Chris Fink, man, I watched you play. You were a hard worker, um, guy that showed up every day, and uh, you get into the NFL there. 49ers, Chiefs. Um, what's next for you? What's next for you, 25-year-old guy? Where are you going? Um, well, I'm still trying to play football. Uh, I got hurt this year, unfortunately, and I've been um, a free agent for this season and kind of just staying in shape and hoping I get a chance for the rest of the season. So um, still hanging on to the dream, and hopefully something will come through. And, you know, if not, I'll have to reassess. Yeah, just got hurt in training camp with the Chiefs, by the way. Uh, Chris, I wish you the best of luck. Wanted to talk Notre Dame football with you. It'll be interesting to see the next chapter uh, with the Irish. I appreciate you coming on Fox Sports Rapid City. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Nate. All right, appreciate that. Chris Fink, good guy, good player. I mean, he was just a gamer, man. Made tough catches, uh, made some great plays. I went back to the Michigan-Notre Dame game back in the day. Game day was there. That is the opener. And uh, he made a huge play there as Notre Dame beat uh, Michigan that day. Chris Fink, Notre Dame wide receiver and um, captain his senior year. He's on Twitter at SlipperyFox10. Um, kind of uh, gives you the picture. The disappointment, yet, all right, how's Notre Dame going to move forward here? 
And that's the next big thing. Where are they going to go? It's it's interesting. Internal, you got uh, Marcus Freeman. A lot of people love the defensive coordinator. You got Tommy Reese, former Notre Dame QB, on the offensive side. And then you have big names being thrown around. Um, Luke Fickle and, and the list goes on. So it'll be interesting to, to see how Notre Dame moves forward here. I'm going to hold to this. NFL has rules. You can't hire coaches that are in contention. And the NCAA is missed here. It's been going on for a long time, but now that we have this playoff, it's only going to get worse with 12 teams. So, so you got four teams now, and potentially Notre Dame might be one of them, and the coach is gone because we don't have any rules in place. Okay, now you go to 12, as we think we might go to the college football playoff. You go to 12 teams, and then we could have more coaches potentially on the hook of getting hired elsewhere. I don't think you can have it. It's, it's not good for the players. I mean, it's absolutely a, a, a bad deal for the players that are committed, dedicated, and working really hard. Yeah, Chris Fink was kind of one of those guys, the, the dedicated players. Um, appreciate him coming on. The Nate Brown Show moves forward on Fox Sports Rapid City. Go to the NFL. Frank Schwab's on tap next. Yahoo Sports NFL writer. What are the real power rankings here in the NFL right now? Who do you put at number one? Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment, shock, or strut issue? Black Hills Tires, your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows level off around 41. Tonight, under partly cloudy skies, winds out of the west 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly sunny skies tomorrow, highs around 73. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night, lows level off around 52. Dry with temperatures a bit above average Thursday and Friday and highs from the upper 40s to the low 70s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 52. True taco lovers can't say Tuesday without thinking taco, especially at the home of Taco Tuesday, Taco John's. So this taco, head to Tuesday John's for Taco Tuesday, or maybe it's Tuesday Taco. (laughs) Either way, there's deals on delicious beef Tuesdays or tacos happening all day. This Taco Tuesday, celebrate your favorite day of the week at Taco John's with 99-cent beef taco deals. Banking at any time, any place, for anyone. That's what Highmark Credit Union is all about. Born in Rapid City 80 years ago, they're proud to bring a full range of consumer products and commercial lending services to thousands of area members. If you're looking for a place to bank where you're just not an account number, Highmark is the answer. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by any of their branches for more about better banking. Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. 
We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. At Terrell Tires in the Speed Center, we let our customers do the talking. Very well-maintained tire and speed shop, over-the-top service, and very reasonably priced. Need I say more? Scott and crew at Terrell Tires have always gone over and beyond for us. Great prices for great tires. Also, anytime we've needed odd-sized tires for ranch equipment, Scott gets us what we need. Great customer service. Spent plenty of time answering all of our questions, and the truck looks awesome with the new rims. Terrell Tires in the Speed Center, 105 North Campbell Street, Rapid City. Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years, and you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. We are back. The Nate Brown Show live. Fox Sports Rapid City. We're just packed tonight. Good stuff across the board. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Chris Fink just joined us moments ago. Former Notre Dame wide receiver captain his senior year a couple of years ago for the Irish. Played under Brian Kelly, of course. And nice wide receiver for the Irish. Reaction to uh, Brian Kelly going to LSU. If you missed parts of the show, the Nate Brown Show podcast is always out there. We don't repeat all this stuff, so, you know, we don't, like, play Chris Fink interview back, but you can catch it on the podcast if you missed it. The Nate Brown Show podcast readily available where you download podcasts. Chris Fink on earlier and also a check-in down in Baton Rouge tonight with Jordy Collada. Reaction from LSU as they bring in Brian Kelly. Let's go to the NFL. Switch gears. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. Ah, find him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Yahoo Schwab. Frank, back on the Nate Brown Show. Frank, good to have you. How are you? Good, Nate. How you doing? Doing good, man. I want to uh, get your take here. Okay, Yahoo Sports just put these out. NFL Power Rankings. NFL Power Rankings. So, where does Frank Schwab sit at? Um, who should be the number one team in the NFL for you? You know, I think the Arizona Cardinals deserve it. I, you know, just because we didn't have huge expectations of them before the season, it doesn't mean anything. They've earned that top spot. They have some quality wins. They have some dominant wins. And I think what's really impressive is, you know, these past few weeks, they played without Kyler Murray. They played without DeAndre Hopkins, Chase Edmonds, J.J. Watt. And they went 2-1 and in those games. And, you know, it's <laughs> we're seeing these so-called contenders drop off every single week, and they lose bad games. And, and here are 
are the Arizona Cardinals, and they just keep winning, even without Kyler, even without DeAndre. So I think they deserve number one spot. Now, I do think the Packers actually have a better argument than people give them credit for. I mean, the Packers are underdogs against the Rams at home last week. They're not getting a ton of respect, but let's look at their season. Uh, yeah, they got blown out week one by the Saints. Well, you know what? They didn't play anybody in the preseason. And sometimes that's going to happen. You're just rusty week one. You just play terribly, and they sure did. Since then, the only losses they have were when Jordan Love had to play at Kansas City. I don't think anybody expected him to win that game. And a last-second loss to the Minnesota Vikings in which they had uh, an interception about midfield and Darnell Savage. uh, The ball just hit the ground. It got overturned on replay with about two minutes left. If Savage had caught that ball, if the replay hadn't overturned it, we all know Aaron Rodgers is going to take him down and win the game. So what are the Packers? You know, Why are people skeptical of the Packers at this point? I think that they have a good argument for number one, but right now I think it has to be Arizona in that top spot. They've earned it until further notice. They're, they're legit. They're a real contender. Okay, so you go Arizona, kind of. You go, okay, Arizona, kind of. You say Green Bay's right there. By the way, you write on a lot of betting. I love following your sports betting stuff. The Packers are impressive against the spread here. Why has Vegas been wrong there, essentially? I don't know. I'm really confused because it's not some, you know, let's be honest about the Arizona Cardinals. I I don't have anything against them, but they're not a team that pops. They're not a a public team. They're not a team anybody really cares that much about. We pay attention when they're really good. You know, Kyler's fun to watch. The Green Bay Packers are as public of a team as there is. Right. They've been in the NFC Championship game the past few years. They have Aaron Rodgers. They have, you know, why would anybody not believe in this Packers team? But one of the reasons, I mean, they've covered every, you know, all but one spread since week one. And part of that is because they're undervalued by Vegas. And I don't get why. I'm confused as you are. It's They're one of those teams that should always be getting an extra point or two because they're a Green Bay Packers and everybody pays attention to them. That hasn't been the case. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens going forward because the Packers are going to get better. I mean, we the other thing about the Packers that's really interesting is they have three all-pro players that are going to come back pretty soon. David Bakhtiari might be the best left tackle in football. He's going to be back from a torn ACL he had last season. Jair Alexander's been out since early in the season. He should be back at some point. He might be one of the five best cornerbacks in the game. And then you have Zadarius Smith, the pass rusher, who is their best pass rusher in a key position. So they're getting these three guys back before the end of the season, everybody believes. So a good team, a very good team, is going to get even better, and, and they're going to be a they're going to be a team nobody wants to face in January, especially if they get home field because both of you and I know how <laughs> terrible Lambeau Field can be in, in you know late January. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the Packers undervalued. They're ten and two against the spread. Uh, Frank Schwab on Yahoo Sports NFL writer at Yahoo Schwab. I'm going to ask you a tough one. Speaking of power rankings, who's better right now, the Cowboys or the Rams? That's a good question. It's really good. I. I I think the Cowboys are really. I, do. I, I, the Rams. The Rams are, are in a, a pattern right now where, and this is not a new thing for Matthew Stafford, where they beat bad teams 
but they can't beat a good team. Their record this year against teams that are currently over 500 is one and four. They beat the Buccaneers early in the season. That was a great quality win. That's that you know quadrant one win if you're playing the NCAA tournament selection committee. They have not beat anybody good since then, and they've gotten actually kind of blown out in all four games. I don't know if four games are really close or competitive. It's not like they lost by a field goal to anybody. They they've pretty much lost by double digits in every one of those games. The Packers beat them by eight. So. You know, when you're six and zero against teams that are five hundred or less, uh, that's great. That, that's that's a skill uh, we've seen. Teams take bad losses, and they haven't done that. But at some point, you're not winning the NFC West. I don't think, unless the Cardinals fall apart. Can we trust this Rams team to go on the road three straight times and win games, win, make a Super Bowl? I'm not saying they can't, but they haven't shown they can. So I'm pretty skeptical about who they are. And the Cowboys, I guess we can give them an injury pass. You could say, yeah, you know, they just lost to the Raiders, but no CeeDee Lamb, no Amari Cooper, Zeke's banged up. I guess you can give them a pass and say maybe this Cowboys team is still pretty good. They're just not playing like it. But right now, I, I just am a little bit skeptical that this Rams team is as good as we thought it was back in August. Yeah, I'm buying that. I'm wondering if you're buying, Frank, the AFC East ticket uh, on the Patriots. Are you going Patriots or or the Bills? I think it's Patriots. I think they're a better team. I, I, <laughs> why, don't, why have the Bills gotten a pass? And this is from somebody who had them to win the Super Bowl this year, had Josh Allen winning MVP this year. But I watch them every week, and I'm like, this team isn't that great. Like, you know, and whenever you lose 9-6 to the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're obviously not that great. But yet, everybody still seems to believe that the Bills are, you know, one of the elite teams in the NFL, and I just don't think they are. And I think the Colts loss kind of started to turn that tide, and people started saying, whoa, whoa, maybe we need to back up on the Bills a little bit. Maybe they're not that great. Meanwhile, the Patriots, they started bad, but that's it's not the first time in the Belichick era they've had a bad September and then start to figure things out. This defense is probably the best in the NFL right now. They've won six games. Their skill position talent is starting to really emerge. Like Kendrick Bourne's coming alive, and Nelson Aguilar's making plays, and Ramondre Stevenson's added some pop to the run game. I just think the Patriots are a better team. Could the Bills get on a run and win out and win a Super Bowl? Yeah, they can. They're good enough. Their defense is really, really good, and their offense at least has that upside. But we haven't seen it in a really long time. And right now, hey, I'll bet on Bill Belichick. He's the greatest coach of all time, and he's doing a heck of a job, and he's done a heck of a job ever since they started 2-3. and three. Talking NFL power rankings, YahooSports.com. You'll find it there. Frank Schwab on tonight, NFL writer at Yahoo Sports. I want to go to Russell Wilson. A couple more, I'll let him run. Um, Russell last night just continues to struggle. He has the finger issue. That may be a factor. Is Russell Wilson going to be um, who we thought he could be if he goes to another team? I mean, is this thing almost done there? I think so, yes. And I just think that it's it's a lot of things. And I don't think the Seahawks have ever properly valued him. They're this weird organization, successful organization, but weird. They They, they believe that, you know, Rushing attempts is the most important stat in any game, and we're just going to grind it out with 40 carries to Rashad Penny and Chris Carson. And and they're kind of turning Russell Wilson into this, not a game manager necessarily, but not the focal point of their offense mostly. 
Whereas I think other teams, the Broncos will be desperate to get him. The Steelers, if Roethlisberger steps away. The Packers, if they lose Rodgers. I mean, there's a lot of teams that will gladly say, hey, Russ is, I think he turns 34 next offseason. Russ has still got a lot left in Tango. We'll take our shot on him. We're, here's a couple first-round picks. And I think Seattle at this point might just be like, okay, we're ready to, to turn the page. And Russ might be ready to turn the page and try something new. I don't think he's uh, lost anything as a quarterback. I really don't. I think this, the struggles we've seen the last three weeks are real, and I think are 100% injury-related. He came, I, I tip my cap to him. I give him a lot of credit for hurrying back and basically said like something like he never slept because he was just rehabbing that thing 22 hours a day or whatever. I give him a ton of credit for that. It is, it is impressive, but he came back and he wasn't the same, and that was always the risk with that. He hasn't been the same, but I think with an offseason to recover, he's going to be just fine. He's, he's an elite quarterback. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of his generation, and I think, I think the signs are pointing to him playing somewhere else next year. Last one. Uh, last night's game, Seahawks-Washington uh, football team was a grinder. Uh, the total was 47 on the over-under. I mean, it was 32 points uh, scored last night. So you just put this in here. Um, betting the under this year in the NFL, betting the under, Frank, that's been the way to go. You'd be winning if you bet every under in the NFL. Last year we had record points. Now it's come back a little bit. You, you lean under this year? Yeah, I mean, all the unders are hitting, right? Uh, we had this record-setting scoring output last year, and it's just turned completely around. And you look back, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's what happens when there's no fans in the stands. And offenses have it a lot easier. And, you know, there's been a lot of injuries this year that have they all set guys back. Uh, some of the best players are Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry. Those, those type of guys haven't haven't been on the field mostly. So that can cut down scoring, too. And, you know, when Derek Henry's being replaced by Dontrell Hilliard, you're probably going to get fewer points but yeah it's been you know i think it's 56 point something percent of overs are hitting it's uh, the overs like you know it's like 107 and 70 or something like that i wrote that in that, that piece this morning but yeah it, it, the scoring is down and you know there, there's good reasons for it. it 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 just it did there was a moment when you're like is the scoring just going to keep going up and up and up the the obviously the nfl with his rules changes like scoring and there's a ton of talent at quarterback and skill positions is this just going to keep going and going until we're just basically playing Big 12 football and nobody plays defense anymore. But I think the defenses have stepped up this year, and we've seen that with you know the over the adjustment, I guess, in the in the unders hitting a lot. Yeah, the unders hitting a lot more at least. Uh, Frank Schwab tonight, YahooSports.com, Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. Frank, always good, man. Thanks for the time. Yep, always appreciate it. Appreciate the time, Frank Schwab on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City, NFL writer, Yahoo Sports at Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. One of the good ones to uh, follow, at Yahoo Schwab. Good stuff. He's going to stick with the Cardinals, his number one uh, team in the power rankings. I I can't do that. I can't do that. Do you guys do that? I mean, mean, Arizona, it's not just because it's um, a team that's traditionally kind of struggled. Um. I just don't think that Arizona is going to last. I don't think Arizona is going to last. Uh, they have an explosive QB. I like Kyler. I've always liked him. I liked him all the way back. So the Broncos should have gave away the kitchen sink to move up and try and get Kyler. I wanted to. I wanted to uh, to get Kyler Murray. Some people told me, "Oh, don't don't do that. He, he's electric." But I can't go Arizona at number one. I, I just can't do it. Um, it's a really hard choice to go number one. 
I'm, I'm not really saying Green Bay. I still think there's some issues there. Um, Tampa Bay, there's issues. I mean, where else are you going? So I guess the Cardinals have as good an argument as anybody. They were able to pick off some games here, even with some major injuries. Major injuries. It. I just don't think the Cardinals will last. Um, listener text coming in. The Packers have to be the number one power team, Nate. The team can play any form of game running to a shootout to a defensive game. They show they can play any situation. I will not trust the Cardinals. They have a lot harder path to maintain the current number one playoff seat. Interesting. Interesting. Um, all right. I want to go to this. I want to go to this. A question of the day here on a Tuesday with these coaching changes. Brian Kelly to LSU. Lincoln Riley to USC. Now I've got four programs I'm really going to keep my eye on here for next season. I want to ask you as the dust settles here, who would you pick right now today, looking at the programs, looking at the coaches, who would you pick has the best season next season? Man, I've had guys on today. They, they can't quite answer it. It's a, it's a tough question. I've asked the audience on social media. I'm going to ask you. USC, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, LSU. Look at those programs, where they're at. Got a couple of new coaches already. We'll, we'll find out who's going to take over at Notre Dame and, and Oklahoma. Who's going to have the best season next season? I'm not, I'm not talking future. I'm talking next season. Who's your pick for the best season? Notre Dame, USC, Oklahoma, LSU. Question of the day answers my answer. It's an easy one for me. Some people say it's a hard one. It's an easy one for me. I've got the pick. I'll come back with it. And Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, i got to tell you, they have a major issue going on. Why can't they find out an easy way to fix it? It's a major issue. I've got some numbers i got to share next. This is the Nate Brown Show. There's nothing like a little extra cash during the holiday season, and First Gold Gaming Resort is the place to win it. On Saturday, December 4th, and again on the 11th, win $1,000 cash every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Then, our $12,000 Golden Cash Blast moves to Saturday night, December 18th. 13 different players will win $600 in cash every half hour from 5 till 11 p.m. with a grand prize drawing for $4,200 in cash at 11.30. Merry Christmas from First Gold Gaming Resort, where your first stop on Main Street as your coming into Deadwood. If you're in the market for a vehicle right now, you probably have noticed it's sometimes hard to find the right one. That's where Summit Automotive Group steps in. Stacy and Matt and their staff working hard to get a great selection of pre-owned vehicles at affordable prices. At Summit Automotive, they have a different outlook on selling you a vehicle. You'll experience stress-free shopping, friendly, honest service with no high-pressure sales gimmicks. Before you buy, drop by East Highway 44, SummitAutoGRP.com. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. 
In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Customer service and knowledge. You expect it, and we provide it. As a general insurance agency, Fisher Rounds & Associates has aligned itself with the nation's strongest carrier networks, giving you the highest quality coverage at the best possible price. When it comes to claims or other issues, we handle everything so you don't have to. That's what we mean when we say we're at your service and at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, proudly serving South Dakota with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. doing the drive at five is upon us already on a tuesday the nate brown show live fox sports rapid city been a fun show so far talked to notre dame wide receiver chris fink great player for the irish captain his senior year went from walk-on to starter under brian kelly and uh, his reaction to brian kelly to lsu that uh, was first hour if you missed parts of it the show the podcast always there so check it out we'll upload the show tonight when we get done here matt kearney's all over it the top tier producer of the nate brown show matt Kearney. He'll get that show all put together. The guests, when they appear, we talked Notre Dame, we talked LSU, NFL power rankings. People are banging on uh, everybody saying that Green Bay should be number one. That's not me. I'm not putting them in number one. I can't do it yet. I can't put the Cardinals there. I can't put Green Bay there. The question is, who do you put there? Who do you put there? It's a tough one. Um, Tracy Ringlesby's coming up. Major League Baseball writer for uh, part of the Rockies broadcast over the years. Tracy Ringlesby on Major League Baseball's next step. Tomorrow's the day. Will it be lockout time for Major League Baseball? Tracy Ringlesby, uh, Hall of Fame writer, coming up. Okay, uh, question of the day. Speaking of all these coaching changes, question of the day. Who has the best season next season? You got USC with Lincoln Riley. Is he going to get that puppy going early, early and often? He's ready to roll. He's got all the California talent. He's going to get to the transfer portal. All of a sudden, USC's going to go from dog biscuits to good. All of a sudden, good in the Pac-12. You say, USC, LSU, they aren't that far away. LSU's not that far away. Now they got the business CEO. I mean business. Brian Kelly going to LSU. Or are you going to, hey, we got to wait here. Oklahoma, who they ended up with? Who are they going to end up with? Cliff Kingsbury out of the Cardinals? Maybe they should hire Cliff. You pay him twice as much there at OU. Um, you got Oklahoma, and then you got Notre Dame. Which way are they going to go? So those four teams, tell me who has the best season next season. You had to hang your hat on it. You had to make the bet in uh, Deadwood here. USC, LSU, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. I've got my answer, and uh, it's a close race. It's a close one. It's not USC. That, uh, that, that's not going to be a quick 
Lincoln Riley magic fingers turnaround. Okay? That's not going to be a quick turnaround, meaning next year. It's not going to be that long because I think they'll be fine. It's an easy conference. I mean, easy. That's a walk in the park out there at USC in the Pac-12. So I'm not going USC. I'm not going LSU. We know that's the opposite. It's a juggernaut for Brian Kelly. I mean, he's going to get his lung knocked loose down there next year like you wouldn't believe. He's going to think, oh, we, we thought we had a tough time at Notre Dame. <laughs> okay, they're, gonna, they're coming at you, Brian. Now they're coming for you. Okay, you better be tougher than $2 steak down there because they're coming for you. So LSU, iffy, iffy. It'll be fine, but it, it's iffy. That leaves Notre Dame and Oklahoma, right, to have the best season out of the big four right now. Notre Dame and Oklahoma next season. Who has the best season? My answer is Notre Dame. My answer is Notre Dame. And OU's going to be right there. OU's going to be right there. I'll tell you why. They got Caleb Williams, I think. This quarterback came in, Richard Freshman, right? Uh, Caleb Williams, uh, he can play. He's, he's a player. He's a prime timer. Okay, Caleb Williams, if you got him, Oklahoma in the Big 12, it's not too tough. It's not too tough. Now, if they go to the SEC right away, take a rain check on this. Okay, take a rain check. Okay, pull back the archives here and say, I'm going on if they're in the Big 12. Oklahoma, they'll be right there with Caleb Williams, the quarterback. They'll be right there. Notre Dame's going to have the best season. They have a few games here or there where they can get clipped. Maybe, maybe Clemson next year at Notre Dame. That's dicey. Clemson took a step back this year, but that's dicey. I don't love seeing Clemson on the schedule, let me tell you. So Notre Dame, that's one. But you look at the rest of the home games next year for the Irish, it's it's easy W's. Easy W's mainly across the board mainly across the board. And now we're going to have to be worried about who's better, Notre Dame or USC next year. I think Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame beats Lincoln Riley in USC next year. And I think with the easy home schedule, the Irish stay around that 9-10 to 10 win mark. Brian Kelly's had 10 or more wins the last five years. That's not going to just all of a sudden end, Okay. Some of those wins are baked in at Notre Dame. I've followed the Irish a long time. Some of those wins are baked in, okay? The Stanford City, for the most part, okay? So I go Notre Dame as having the best chance at the best season out of those teams. OU right behind them. USC and LSU will uh, not have the uh, all of a sudden, boom, all of a sudden national championship uh, aspiration. That's not going to happen. Let's see. A lot of votes. A lot of votes. Where's the vote total? 720-1067, your take. Um, as the dust settles, what team has the best season next year? Notre Dame, USC, Oklahoma, LSU. Here's the vote. A lot of, uh, a lot of broken up votes. 40% of the audience says Notre Dame. You're with me. 40% goes uh, Notre Dame. 26% saying Oklahoma. 17% USC. You really think USC's going to have a better season than Oklahoma, Notre Dame? Well, 17% say yes. 16% say LSU. That's how the vote total breaks down. Listener text coming in. Here it is. I got to find this. Uh, let's work through it. Listener text. Best season next season? Florida. Um, 
Not so fast. Not so fast. Um, they got some issues. They didn't recruit well this last year. They didn't recruit at all. They didn't recruit well at all. So Florida's off the map uh, for next year. They, you know, Billy Napier's coming in there. I like that. I like his mentality. Staying at Louisiana, finishing out the conference championship. Then he's going to do this uh, Florida gig. That's a better look. Better look. Florida's not going to turn around that fast. Uh, let's see. Uh, listener text. The question should be, will the Huskers have a better season than LSU or Oklahoma? Don't get me started. Don't get the listeners fired up. Don't do that. <laughs> um, the Huskers will not have a better season than LSU or Oklahoma. I'm sorry. They'll have a better season than they did this last year. That's a guarantee. The Huskers and Scott Frost, see, see look at what you just did. You got me started. You open the choke, pull the cord, and now I'm going. Now, yeah, you can't stop me. Now I'm going. The Huskers will have a better season next year than they did this last year, without a doubt. Look at the schedule. This year was tough. One of the toughest schedules you'll see. One of the toughest schedules you'll see at, ne at Nebraska was this year. And uh, next year gets a little easier. They'll be fine. And uh, the Huskers go bowling next year. The Huskers go bowling next year. But they won't be better than uh, Oklahoma or LSU. Hate to, hate to break it to you. Coming right back with Tracy Ringlesby, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame writer. I got a question here. Why can't baseball get this big issue figured out? It's a massive, massive issue. They can't get it figured out. Next. The Nate Brown Show. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows level off around 41. Tonight, under partly cloudy skies, winds out of the west 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly sunny skies tomorrow, highs around 73. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night, lows level off around 52. Dry with temperatures a bit above average Thursday and Friday and highs from the upper 40s to the low 70s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 53. 454 downtown Rapid City is my new place to hang out. Whether it's happy hour after work, date night with your wife, or meeting up with some buddies and watching the game, Poor 54 has it all. 54 taps with great beer from local and regional breweries, wine and hard seltzer, plus some awesome food. Poor 54 is the place. Watch the game in the sports area upstairs or drop by Wednesday nights for live music and wine down Wednesday. You gotta hit it. Poor 54 downtown Rapid City. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. 
It's Honda's certified Dream Deal sales event. Up to an additional two years, 50,000 miles comprehensive warranty, plus certified Hondas come with seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, free oil changes your first year, and 24-7 roadside assistance. Plus, at Denny Menholtz Rushmore Honda, we buy cars. Vehicles are in high demand, and due to limited inventory, your vehicle has never been worth more. Stop by Denny Menholtz Rushmore Honda and either sell or trade today. Located off I-90 on East Small Drive in Rapid City. Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at barronswilson.com. Not all trusts fit in a box. We do our best to um, to put a personal touch on each one and really listen to our customers and make sure that we take care of them the very best that we can. We are going to apply the, the best of our knowledge and ability and care to really analyze their situation and find all the best uh, solutions that we possibly can. We customize what we do to what you need. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the drive at five on the Nate Brown Show brought to you by Summit Automotive Group, SummitAutoGRP.com. You start there, give Stacy and Matt a chance to show you. It's car buying truly built around you. It's different at Summit. It's different at Summit. The experience all the way through. Find out why. SummitAutoGRP.com to take a look at the inventory and then get the experience. Stacy and Matt and the staff at Summit. It's, the, it's a big difference. Big difference. Experience it for yourself. Car buying truly built around you. SummitAutoGRP.com. The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City in the drive at 5. Tracy Ringlesby. Major League Baseball writer, great writer, great writer over the years. The site Inside the Seams he started, InsideTheSeams.com. Oh, he's covered the Cowboys, too. You know that, right? My Pokes. You know, my brother played at Wyoming, so I tell you guys all this. I follow the Pokes religiously. Tracy's covered them a long time. Tracy Ringlesby here on the Nate Brown Show. Find him on Twitter at Tracy Ringlesby right there on Twitter. And he's here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Tracy, thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So I got to ask you before I get to this major league baseball situation here. Well, what happened to our pokes uh, here? I mean, I'm, I'm I'm following it. You know, they beat Utah State. They lose to at home to Hawaii. What's the story? What's the real story with Wyoming? I don't know that there's a real story other than the fact that um, this was a season where they had ups and they had downs, and the downs were really far down and, mm. and disappointing. I mean. You know, I guess you you run into those type of seasons every now and then. But I mean, when they, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I I was at Utah State with my grandson, and you know, when you manhandle a team like that that's going to the conference championship, 
Right? They've lost two games all year. One of them was to Wyoming. So, I mean, go figure. I mean, Montana State. They lost. <laughs> right. But Montana, Montana State lost their season opener to Wyoming. That's the only game they lost. Right. No, it's wild. You I know, can't so, figure it out this year. Yeah. I've followed Wyoming a long no. time, as, as you have. It's just really, really inconsistent this year. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint it. Uh, yeah, I mean it's. I mean, how do you how do you do that? And then you you lose to a New Mexico at home. And I mean, they went through four. They went through where they had two, four, six, eight, ten consecutive quarters without a touchdown. Right. Right. Um, they had one field goal. <laughs> no, that's a struggle. Hawaii beat yeah. them up. I mean, Hawaii just marched down the field against a really good defense. Right. Really yeah, good defense. Yeah. I mean, it was one of the, it was one of the highest ranked. You know, statistically, it was one of the highest-rated defenses in college football, not just the Mountain West Conference, but in college football. So, you know, I, I think it uh, obviously they have to sit back and, and uh, reevaluate some things and figure out where it goes and and you know and what what the next thing is. But it's uh, it, you know it's it, it's probably less acceptable to Coach Ball than it is to most of most of fans who you know upset that they pay thirty dollars a ticket. But uh, you know, when you, when you're a coach and you've been successful, you you expect to be successful. And when you aren't, you have to you know you go and you reevaluate to figure out what you need to do different. And, and Coach Ball's been a, been a successful coach, even at Wyoming, he's been successful. Although today you wouldn't know it if you if you read the blogs. But I think most of the people that go on the blogs are are. Uh, Malcontents to begin with. <laughs> that could be. That could be. Um, by the way, I wanted to get in some poke stock. It's my show. I wanted to get in some poke stock. Um, uh, let me get to this. Major League Baseball. You're, you've covered it a long time, and uh, boy, we're seeing something. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have a lockout. It looks to be that way tomorrow. Tracy, what do you think? Oh, I think there is. I mean, I think. You know, and I think both sides are ready for it because um, they've got this little commissioner that has to be wants to be a big timer, and he can't. He can't shut up after he finishes a negotiation. He has to brag about how bad he beat the other side. Well, you know, if if you win a battle, the best thing to do is to just keep your mouth shut and move on to the next to the next thing and, instead of creating animosity. And you know, you've, you've got a players' association that has had three players who were incapable of negotiating their own contracts um, in charge of their negotiations, and they've now brought in Don Fair's negotiator from the uh, hockey NHL and he's going to handle the negotiations. I think that, uh, you know, the, the owners have put themselves in a position where there'll be a work stoppage. And, and the other, the other thing that kills them is that you have 30 teams, right? But you got five owners who have ever been through a work stoppage. Mm. The others are just rich guys who have bought into the sport because they think it's neat to be an owner of a baseball team. Um, but they haven't gone through the negative parts because most of them are, are you know, big time uh, investment guys and stuff, and they basically blow their way around. And it'll be, uh, I think it's it's got a chance to be uh, one of the more ugly scenes of all time because the two si- the, the two sides have no real understanding of the damage um, that can be done with a work stoppage, and you know that's that's what we're going to face. And, so it'll be it'll be interesting. I I would be very surprised if it doesn't uh, doesn't eat into the season. Really interesting. Tracy Ringles beyond Major League Baseball writer analyst inside the dot com. His site. Um, teams have spent Tracy 
a billion dollars here before this uh, CBA expires. I mean, there are massive deals. What's your reaction to all this money flying around for players? Well, I think a lot of it's stupid. Um, and I say that because you know, there was a man named Branch Rickey who, in, who actually invented the analytics before the analytics people. He just was smart enough not to tell everybody else what his edges were, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. You know, he didn't want to go out and brag to everybody about what he'd come up with. And, you know, Branch would say that once a player turns 32, you better look to get rid of them because you've got to understand that very few times does a player get better after turning 32. They usually start on their way down. That's just, that's just historically if you look at the analytical part. Now, there can be exceptions. As, as uh, Bob Housem, who was basically raised by Branch Rickey in baseball, said, I used Branch's theory with the Cardinals. I got fired after two years, and they won the World Series the next two. They were in the World Series the next two years, so at least I felt like I was good there. I went to Cincinnati. I took the same approach, created the big red machine, getting rid of older players, bringing in younger players. He said, but then I also forgot the human element, and that's the thing that a lot of the analytics people have a tendency to do is forget that they're talking about human beings. And he said, I never thought of the impact Tony Perez had in our clubhouse and how he forced guys like Joe Morgan to play against left-handed pitchers and did things to make guys be better players. And I traded Joe. I traded Tony Perez, and the team went to pot. I got fired, and I deserved it because I got too carried away with theory and not enough with reality. Mm. I think that's what we're having a lot of teams do now. I mean, when, when you start talking, I mean, you can look at what – did the Dodgers really get their value? Out of the first, out of um, the first baseman from St. Louis, did they really get the value out of him for everything they paid him? No, they didn't. But it was an age factor. It wasn't that he wasn't a good player, right? Right. But he 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 outlived it, and I think I think that's what uh, when you start seeing thirty-five-year-old pitchers getting five-year contracts, or a guy that just you know is like thirty-one, he gets a ten-year contract, and you got to sit back and say to yourself, um, is anybody paying attention to what's going on around here? Yeah, that's interesting. Marcus Simeon, um, he's 31. He got a seven-year deal, and you just said, hey, after 32, look out. He got a seven-year, $175 million deal. And he's a middle infielder. There's a lot of wear and tear on middle infielders in reality. When you can, you know, the, with, with the movements they have to make and, and what they have to go through. So, you know, I just, I just think it's. Um, you you have to you have to build and create and have an infrastructure before you go out and spend a lot of money to try to bring people in and you, you, everybody now it looks like this winter everybody's decided well if we go spend enough money we'll be good again. San Diego tried that. I mean, you know if they if they had a if they had it like they do in the minor leagues, you know, where the first half team plays the second half yeah, team, the yeah, right. would have made, right. They could have made it, but mm-hmm. as it was, the Rockies almost caught them. That's how bad they were. Let the me last add, two months of the season. You covered the Rockies. You were part of the Rockies broadcast. You, you know the Rockies. Are the Rockies getting serious here? Trevor Story, um, Chris Bryant being thrown around. Are the Rockies going to do this? Well, they've never been. I mean, they've wanted to sign Story all along. That's why they offered him the $18.5 million that you had to offer you know, to, to have the rights to the player for a while. Um, and he turned it down because he wanted a multi-year deal. Um, and Bryant... You know, the, the irony is when, when Bryant was in the draft, the Rockies had the third pick, and they were praying that year that Houston would screw up the draft, which they did. And so the Rockies' choice as they got ready for the draft would be, was that if they can get by the Astros, 
Um, they'll either take Bryant or John Gray, whichever one the Cubs didn't take. Hmm. The Cubs wound up taking Bryant, so the Rockies took Gray. So they've had a long time feeling uh, about Bryant. But I also I don't think they're going to get into this one. Uh, you know, the age factor they, they're going to factor that in as far as how much they'll give and how far they'll go, and um, you know whether that fits or doesn't fit. I don't think, knowing Bill Schmidt, I don't think he's a guy that's necessarily going to go out there and, and just keep pushing just to get something done. He's going to make sure it, it fits in the overall picture so that he's got room to do other things. But, you know, he was the scouting director that, that was sitting there waiting to get Bryant or, or Gray. So it's not like he's not familiar with uh, with the background of, of the player. Tracy Ringles beyond Major League Baseball writer inside the seams.com. Let me ask you about this. I want to get your take on this. Um, I think it's an issue, but you tell me. Major League Baseball, here's some projected payrolls opening day next year. Um, Cleveland Guardians, $46.7 million. $46.7 million, team-wise. Pittsburgh Pirates, yeah. 40 Orioles, $37 million. That's the team. Max Scherzer, $43 million himself on the Mets. Um, what, what can we do here, Tracy? A, a salary floor? Do we have to have it? Well, yeah, I think that's that's the the battle you're going to get into, and and the owners of those teams are going to say, well, look, we're we're in a rebuilding stage, so why should we have to spend money just to spend it? Um, I don't necessarily agree with it, but you know, I have a hard time, I have a hard time, uh, I have a hard time telling somebody else what what they should buy or what they shouldn't buy. Mm. You know, just like I don't want them to tell me it. You know, if if the players' association feels there should be a, a bottom, a basement, then I think that's great. But then the players' association should agree to the fact that there has to be also a cap. Right, right. I know what you're saying. Right, I mean, right. Can't have one and not force, the other. Right. Yeah. If you're if you're going to force one group to have to pay an X amount of money, then you shouldn't. Then you should put a limit on what the other group can do to try to if you're if you're quote trying to even it out. Yes, I agree with that. No you know, doubt. So, you know, I guess I'm just old enough to be free enterprise. And if people, if that's how the Orioles want to spend the money, and nobody wants to go to their ballpark, you know, I might think it's, I might not think it's the smartest thing on earth. But I also don't have the amount of money to even buy the Orioles, much less, you know, a team that's, that spends more money. I don't, I don't have that bank account, so I can't. I can sit here and, and theorize, but you know, you you make your decisions based off of. Um, what you feel is the best thing you can do. I don't think any of them go out saying, well, we don't care if we ever win again, because I think that the owners have enough ego that they want to be able to to kind of pop their chest once in a while. But you also uh, have to be realistic as far as where, where you are in your developmental process and, and what what the difference will that one player make or that those two players make. Will they make that much difference? And if not, why would you want to waste your money until you until you're in a position that those type of players can make you go over the hump? I mean, I I can see that side, and, and you know, I can see the player side of you know whatever we can get, we should get. And I, I don't, I've never begrudged a contract that any player signed because the teams didn't have to give them to them. Last one. Uh, it looks like maybe they'll agree on universal DH. What does Tracy Ringlesby say about that? I think if you're going to play and you're going to play interleague play, then you need to play under the same rules. Because all of a sudden you go to interleague play and one teams are going to always be at a disadvantage 
because either you got the American League team coming into a National League ballpark where the pitcher suddenly has to hit. Well, of course, that's not anymore either because we don't have good enough conditioned athletes to go five or six innings and pitch anymore. <laughs> the only the only right. major sport in America that is worse today than it was 30 years ago in terms of the quality of the athlete, at least the way the way they use them. Um, but um, you're I okay just, with I it? Think, Universal DH. I think you need to have it if you're going to have interleague play. Tracy Rangel's begins. The, the game the game changes so much without it. Sure, sure. I, I just don't think it's I don't think it's the right way to do it if you're going to have games that count. But I also think it's not good in the postseason because now all of a sudden you get to the World Series and uh, you know you can't have a pitcher the pitcher hits or the or the, or the pitcher doesn't hit and right, it, it's right. going to affect teams. You know, I mean it's. I covered the Royals in '85 when they won the World Series, and they did it. And uh, their pitchers had to hit; they hadn't hit all year. Yeah, I got you on it. Uh, we'll see where it goes. They're just saying that might be uh, one thing they can agree on. I don't know how many more they can agree on. Tracy Ringles be big day tomorrow. Uh, Major League Baseball CBA expiring. Where do we go from there? Uh, inside the seams, his site he started. Find him on Twitter at Tracy Ringlesby. Tracy, always good to have you. Thanks for coming on. Okay, man. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Tracy Ringlesby on the Nate Brown Show. I love talking Major League Baseball with him. He's covered the game a long time. Really, really knowledgeable. Love having him on. Tracy Ringlesby uh, here on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Find him on Twitter at Tracy Ringlesby. Um, Yeah, that's the story. I mean, that's the issue in Major League Baseball. Look at that. Look at that. The opening day payroll for the Orioles is projected $37 million for the team. Pittsburgh Pirates, $40 million. The New York Mets are paying Max Scherzer, one guy, $43.3 million next year. <laughs> Three million more than the Pirates' payroll, six million more than the Orioles' payroll. You can't have it. I mean, it's, it's absurd. You can't have competitive sports. You know, Tracy said, well, you, know, you can't tell guys what to pay and this and that. In competitive sports, in a league, I want th- I want uniformity. So if I'm going to get a salary floor, meaning like every team has to pay $75 million, that's the baseline, got to have a $75 million payroll. Okay, maybe that's the baseline. I don't know what it is. But if it's $75 million, then there's got to be a cap on the backside for that situation too. I'm not going to be throwing out $325 million to Corey Seager over 10 years. I'm not going to be throwing out $175 million to Marcus Simeon over the next seven years. He's going to be 38 years old making unbelievable dollars. Got to have the cap. Got to have a salary floor. I'm okay with it. Because look at that. that. That's a joke. Some teams are paying pitchers $43 million and the entire payroll's 40 I mean, it's absurd. All right, tomorrow, December 1st, that's it. That's it. December 1st, CBA Major League Baseball expires. And uh, where do they go from here? They're talking today. They talked this morning. They talked this afternoon. Um, Tracy says he thinks it might be a work stoppage. Meaning, so so the lockout would be now. He says it might get into the season. Might get into the season. That means spring training. It's only a couple of months away, really. All right. Matt Zimmer's next. There's a kid in South Dakota who was a great high school athlete, okay? He's from Viberg Hurley. He goes to Nebraska to play baseball. 
and then he switches sports and switches schools, he's going to go to South Dakota State. What's the reaction? Matt Zimmer covers the Jackrabbits. He's next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. There's nothing like a little extra cash during the holiday season, and First Gold Gaming Resort is the place to win it. On Saturday, December 4th, and again on the 11th, win $1,000 cash every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Then, our $12,000 Golden Cash Blast moves to Saturday night, December 18th. 13 different players will win $600 in cash every half hour from 5 till 11 p.m. with a grand prize drawing for $4,200 in cash at 11.30. Merry Christmas from First Gold Gaming Resort, where your first stop on Main Street as your coming into Deadwood. Physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens Central and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Fox Sports Rapid City, the Nate Brown Show Live. Weekdays 4 to 6. How are you? Thanks for checking in. Spending some time with us on the Black Hill Sports Station, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Catch us live on Twitter and studio camera live there at Nate Brown Show. Watch the show on your phone anywhere at Nate Brown Show and contribute on the Barron's Wilson text line, 720-1067. The Barron's Wilson listener text line, your contribution there. All right, Matt Zimmer's on. Jackrabbit's beat writer and more. I mean, he's the Jacks guy, but he does a lot more of the Argus leader. Sioux Falls, Argus Matt Z on Twitter. Argus Matt Z, and he's here on the Nate Brown Show. Matt, how are you? I'm good, Nate. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Let me ask you, are you on board the $100 million deal? Byron Buxton, the Twins, um, it's incentive-laden for the most part. Do you like that deal? Very much so. Uh, I think the Twins are pretty fortunate uh, that they got him to sign that deal because, uh, like you said, very incentive-laden. I mean, a lot of people kind of say, well, geez, you know, he's hurt so often. How can you give that much money to a guy who's never healthy? But that contract comes out to about $15 million a year before the incentives, and he's worth that in 50 games. I mean, that's just how good he's been over the last few years, both defensively and now as his hitting has really developed and he's become more of a power hitter, a guy who can, you know, potentially flirt with 300 um, you know, if he plays 100 games in a season, he's worth $25 million a year at least. So, uh, you know, I think that's it's a good deal for the player. It's a good, certainly a good deal for the Twins because you just look at the next day, you know, Corey Seager, another player who's been very injury-prone over the last couple of years, 
the Rangers give him $325 million over right. 10 years. And, and I don't begrudge the Rangers doing that either. Corey Seager's a, a building block kind of player. But um, I was kind of, as a Twins fan, resigned to the fact that maybe they were going to trade him and not they weren't going to come to any sort of common ground. So I was real happy with it. And I think four or five years from now, <laughs> even like I said, if he's, if he, I don't think anyone ever expects him to be a guy who's going to get 600 at-bats in a season. But if he can even – you know, stay healthy two-thirds of the time, he's worth that contract. Okay, I had to get the Twins question in with Matt Zimmer, uh, big baseball guy, big Twins guy. Now I go Jackrabbits. We'll get to the playoffs here. They're, they're at Sacramento State. I, I don't mind that matchup, so, so we'll get to that. Um, this side story, there's a star athlete here in South Dakota, Viber Curley, Chase Mason. I saw him in, in baseball post-22. You know, he did some battles, so I've seen him. And uh, he was a good athlete all the way around, all the way around. Chase Mason goes to Nebraska to play baseball. Now an about face, I'm going to transfer, and I'm going to play football for the Jackrabbits. What did you think when you uh, uh, heard that was going on? I was a little surprised just in that. I mean, this is arguably the best baseball prospect from out of South Dakota, you know, since since maybe Mark Ellis or some of the other, you know, post-22 guys you alluded to. I mean, we're talking a guy who throws a fastball 93, 95 miles an hour and can hit the ball 450 feet and can steal bases at will and cover a ton of ground in center field. I mean, he's a true five-tool prospect in baseball, and there were indications that he was going to compete for the starting center field job as a true freshman at Nebraska. Um, So for him to just uh, decide so early that he didn't want to do it, that's surprising. Uh, On the other hand, I get it. Baseball is the hardest sport to make it in, you know. Even if you're a can't-miss prospect, you get drafted high. You still got to spend so many years in the minor leagues trying to work your way there. Um, and he, just, I talked to him yesterday, and he just said I wasn't enjoying it. You know, I okay, just, okay. It just wasn't fun for me anymore. And he said it has nothing to do with the Cornhuskers or the coaches or the people there or anything. Um, I do think he was homesick. You know, I, I think he chose Nebraska over some of his other major D1 offers because it was closer to home. Uh, but then I think maybe he decided that still wasn't close enough to home. Uh, and he told me that when he was first being recruited out of high school, he just absolutely loved the coaching staff at South Dakota State. It just kind of felt like he owed it to himself, you know, to, to see what, what he could do at, at that high level of baseball. Now that he decided he wanted to give that up and play football, he just said he had such a great relationship with the Jacks coaches and, you know, being on the facilities and being recruited. And he said it just felt like home. And, Five minutes after he ended the portal, they offered him, and about five minutes after that, he said he wanted to go there. So uh, it's a break for the Jacks. You know, let's not kid ourselves. For them to be a you know a mid-major FCS uh, Division One level program to get a guy like that who had major offers in two sports, uh, that's a pretty good break for them. But at the same time, you know, Chase Mason's got his work cut out for him too because as we know, Mark Gronowski's coming back next year for the Jacks. Yeah, four years of eligibility left at quarterback. Devorah Gibbs is still there for now. Keaton Heidi, uh, Rudy Voss. I mean, that quarterback room is going to be absolutely loaded. So it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. What type of level player was he football-wise? I mean, where could he have gone? FCS level mainly, football-wise, out of Iberg Hurley? He had FBS offers. Really? Uh, Kalen DeVore offered him from Fresno State. Uh, Chris Kleiman offered him from Kansas State. Now, obviously, those are both FBS coaches who are a little more familiar with this area than a lot of FBS coaches were. Um, but he had offers there, and both SDSU and USD offered him. I think Wyoming offered him. Um, he could have played at any FCS school in the nation and, and obviously had some, some FBS offers, too. So, you know, he was a guy, he missed much of his senior year of football. 
because he was injured, but his junior year, he, uh, you know, passed for 2,000 yards and rushed for 1,000. Uh, gives you an idea of the skill set there, and he's 6'4", 220. I mean, he's he's just the total package. That'll be interesting to watch. Chase Mason transferring from Nebraska baseball to South Dakota State football uh, for next year. Matt Zimmer on ArgusLeader.com. Okay, Jacks get a nice win over UC Davis. Now it's uh, another team, California, Sacramento State. I followed these guys way back in the day when I covered the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. Sacramento State in the big sky was nothing. They were nothing. Now all of a sudden, yeah, they're kind of something. Sacramento State, what's the matchup look like? Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit similar to UC Davis. There's, there's, those teams are somewhat similar in personnel and style. Um, they have a very efficient offense in that they average almost 500 yards a game, but they don't really have any superstars. You know, They're getting those yards and those points from a variety of, of sources. They don't have that one guy, you know, that has 1,800 rushing yards or 100 catches or anything like that, which might make it a little more challenging for the Jacks. You know, you don't have those one or two guys you can circle and, and film and say, if we slow this guy down, we have a good chance to win. You know, they have a lot of weapons. Play two quarterbacks. One of them, that's a very efficient passer. The other one's their leading rusher. Um, defensively, they're only giving about 18 points a game, which you probably know, big sky, that's not always common to have a, a team that plays tough right. defense like that. So, um, you know, they're the four seed. They've won the Big Sky two years in a row. You just mentioned it. For a long time, they were kind of a doormat. And now, all of a sudden, uh, Troy Taylor's kind of got it going there. They're trying to kind of turn the corner and become one of those Big Sky powers, one of these regular FCS playoff contenders. Um, but I still think most people, even though the Jacks are coming on the road, they're the, the non-seeded team. I think most people look at them as the favorite. Um, and, you know, it makes sense, uh, especially because the Jacks have been better on the road this year than they've been at home. I mean, they've really been impressive on road trips this year. Uh, you know, their only road loss was USD where they lost in a Hail Mary. So for all intents and purposes, they should be undefeated on the road. Went to Colorado State, obviously played probably their best game in years in that one. So um, I expect the Jacks to win, but... You know, I've said that three times already this year and been wrong, so we'll, we'll see what happens. On the road, Sacramento State FCS playoffs second round this week. We'll have Coach Stiglmeyer on the program Thursday as they get ready to uh, hit the road. Matt Zimmer on covering the Jacks this week. ArgusLeader.com in Sioux Falls. He's on Twitter at ArgusMattZ. If you don't follow him, uh, you should there. Matt, always good, man. Thanks for coming on. You bet, Nate. See you. Appreciate the time. Matt Zimmer, ArgusLeader.com, live from Sioux Falls, talking Jackrabbits. Uh, Chase Mason, Viberg Hurley, all-around athlete, and uh, was going to go play baseball. And I was, I, I heard that. That was just through the grapevine, through some baseball people. Does that He just wasn't having a great time playing baseball anymore. Um, you know, it wasn't Nebraska or anything like that. He just, just didn't really, really, really want to play baseball anymore. I'm going to tell you, as I've talked to baseball guys over the years, it's a grinder. It is a grinder. The amount of repetition work. I mean, all sports are all sports. you got to work. It's offseason. It's this. It's that. That skill set there in baseball, it is a grinder. And it is hard to make it to the top. Really, really, really difficult. And if you're not enjoying it, boy, that's... uh, that's tough. That's tough. So now Chase Mason going to go try and be the quarterback for the Jackrabbits. How about that? Mark Gronowski, who was injured in the national championship in the spring, he's going to be back too. Freshman of the year, right? So uh, that'll be interesting to watch. This week, it's the Jackrabbits at Sacramento State. The Jacks got to win that, right? 
I mean, they, that's probably me being biased. I watched Sacramento State over the years in the Big Sky Conference. They just weren't good. And, and But now I look at it, it's like, how did they do this? I mean, that's a pretty good conference now. Grizzlies are back. Bobcats are back. They're both powerful. Sacramento State coming out of there? I don't, I don't, I don't see it, but, uh, boy, somehow, some way. Jackrabbits, though, still one of the top-tier teams. Um, let's get into this. Who's hot and who's not? Wrapping it up on a Tuesday. Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch every night at this time. Who's hot and who's not? Tomorrow, it's the Pizza Ranch buffet deal, okay? Kids night. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult. Pizza Ranch buffet Wednesday night, kids night. Hit it and enjoy it. Two locations in Rapid City. Who's hot and who's not? In my who's hot category, it's an easy one. I got to tell you. Kalen DeBoer seems like a great story. We had Coach on on this program a little over a year ago. He's, he was the head coach at Fresno State. What a story. He was at USF, USF, Sioux Falls, winning, winning, gets an opportunity, climbs the ladder, Fresno State, wins in the Mountain West, 9-3 and three this year. He just signs the deal. And in my who's hot category, a good story. Kalen DeBoer from USF now to the Washington Huskies. And a little better pay than he got at USF. He just signed the deal. It looks like an average of just over $3 million a year. Not a huge amount when it comes to big boy football, but I'll take it. I think <laughs> I think Caleb will take it. Three, Just over $3 million a year is his average salary uh, at Washington. Also in our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, I'm just going to throw this one out. Urban Meyer, watch this story. He's gone from elite, an unbelievable brand, to now Jacksonville. A little dust up there with the video and the woman in Jacksonville now struggling. And now Urban says, I'm not interested in any college job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it here. I'm going to keep going here at Jacksonville. Well, Urban's in my who's not. Why? I don't know if the Notre Dames of the world want Urban anymore. I, I don't think they do. Brett McMurphy, college writer, did a poll of Power 5 athletic directors. Would you hire Urban Meyer? This is Power 5. What percentage said they would not? 85%. 85% of people said uh, ADs, Power 5, they don't want Urban anymore. That's that's quite the fall, quite the fall. We'll see if it can get Jacksonville going. A tough road. Thanks for listening to the Nate Brown Show. Catch the podcast. It'll be up tonight. Great show tonight. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow at 4. The Odd Couple right now.